Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome back to Life Beyond the Chariot, where we talk about issues related to our faith, how to take the beauty of our faith and really live it in the messiness of our own homes. Um, I am Mickey Seba, the Catechetical Specialist here at the Institute. And I'm Deanna Johnston, the Director of Family Life for the Institute. And today, before we sort of introduce him, uh, we have a special guest. And really, a lot of what we want to do in these episodes is to really talk about how we can form ourselves as disciples of Christ and how to form our children, um, other people in our family as disciples of Christ. We've talked about homeschooling and Catholic education. We've talked about making our house a home. And today we have someone who is a camp director. Mr. Kyle Hatfield is the camp director at the Pines Catholic Camp to offer us a perspective on what that experience does for people who go there, um, how they, take that experience to form disciples of Christ and really to give points um, to parents on how to cultivate that. At least that's our goal. Yeah. I know it's a lofty one. so <laughs> Sounds good. But welcome. We're so happy yeah, to have you. Thank you um, Before we dive really deep into our discussion, Deanna, would you mind leading oh, sure. us in prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of our faith. Thank you for calling us to be your disciples and to follow you. Give us the courage um, to follow you day by day and to be faithful to that call. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Near the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. um, So my name is Kyle Hatfield. Uh, I am the camp director at uh, the Pines Catholic Camp. Uh, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, so um, not from these parts. Uh, We'll forgive you for that. (laughs) East East Texas is a unique place, and I've grown to love it dearly. Um, But yeah, so I grew up in Ohio. Um, I wasn't Catholic growing up, um, so I'm a convert to the faith. Um, my senior year of high school because of going to Catholic schools. Um, so it's a, uh, a great gift. Um, so I've gone to a Catholic school except for <clears throat> three years of my life, um, even though I wasn't Catholic for most of that. Um, but yeah, so um, I have a wife, Angela, and we have three daughters. I'm a girl dad. It's awesome. Uh, I never <laughs> thought I would be, but it's great. Awesome. Uh, we live at camp full time. So like talking about families and things like that, that is, is our life. Um, that's, that's what we do. We are at family camp and that's our lifestyle. Nice. So yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were a convert. Yeah. I just assumed all this time. No, yeah. It was my senior year. Wow. There was a priest who really just invested in me, Father Eric Shield. He's a great man. Um, incredibly thankful for him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also went to Franciscan. That's a fun, fun thing, too. So, so did yeah. you convert in high school? My or? senior year. So October, uh, actually, it'll be, oh, how many years? Um, I don't know. It'll be like eight or nine years here in, um, no, more than that. I don't know, uh, but it was my senior year of high school um, yeah. uh, whenever I was in, in Ohio. Wow, that's that's incredible as a as a high schooler to say. No, this is 
That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, it was a great gift. He forced me to go on a retreat, so that's like that was a good start for <laughs> <Wow>. me. Um, <laughs> and then actually going to summer camp was what um, instilled the, the, like, solidified everything for me. That's amazing. And how fitting, then, that you are now the yeah. camp director at the Pines. So tell us, how did you find the Pines? What is your overall mission there? What's yeah. your goal? Yeah, so um, we came to the Pines in July of 2017. Um, and... We'd always had this desire to, to live a life of mission as a family. Kind of, um, we, we talked for a while about doing like foreign missions as a family. Wow. Um, we're, we're big fans of Family Missions Company. It's an awesome place out of uh, Abbeville, Louisiana. Um, and so kind of one day I was working as a youth minister in a parish, and one day we just said, like, uh, let's, let's, let's just look. Let's just look if there's anything like that that we can kind of look and see. Uh, then all of a sudden there was a, an assistant director position at the Pines, and I had known friends in college and things like that that had worked here. Um, and, and I had worked at a camp while, whenever I was in college, um, and it really formed me. So we, we applied, put our name in the hat, and just said, let's see what this kind of holds. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a little over three years now. And um, I've gone from assistant director and then program director, uh, had a lot of different roles, uh, and then um, just recently moved into the camp director position. Um, John Egan, who's a, in our diocese, great friend. Uh, he's my mentor, friend, and he's the, the god. legend. Him and Rana are, are the godparents of, <laughs> yes. of our third daughter just Aww. Um, they're a great blessing to our life, but um, he taught me a lot and helped me to be where I am and showed me what he showed me what the pines is. Um, that's that's the truth. Um, he instilled that love for it for me. Um, and really, what we are is is we're a um, Catholic summer camp um, in Big Sandy, Texas. We live up to the name. There's lots of sand uh, everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, we're Big Sandy, Texas. We see. Uh, on a on a non-COVID year, um, we see probably about nine thousand people throughout. Sorry, wow. kids throughout the year, wow. um, and then adults and things like that as well. So, um, a lot of people come and go through our gates, and it's a it's a um, a gift of hospitality that we get to, to behold. Wow, that's I had no idea. I mean, I knew it was big, and I knew y'all hosted a lot of events. Um, I had no idea nine thousand. That's huge. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's six thousand during the year, and then three thousand or so during the summer. Wow. Incredible. So um, when you talk about how John showed you like what the Pines Camp is, and I know it's really hard maybe for people who've never been because Mm -hmm. there's absolutely, I think, something about the experience that really sheds light on. um, And I think this really goes for any retreat, any sort of summer camp, um, when you can immerse yourself in the faith while you're also Mm -hmm. learning in kind of unconventional ways. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not like a classroom setting. No. Um, but you learn and you walk away with so much. Uh, how would you describe using words to maybe people who haven't gone or, or don't know about the pines? Like, what? So what is it? Like the heart of. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, our our executive director uh, Rick Valeriel, he um, he he said this like off the cuff one day, and it's just kind of stuck. He said, we, we take kids out of the world and into the kingdom. Um, <laughs> kind of part of our mission is, is it, it really is the summary of it is building the kingdom of God through a lot of different ways. But yes. um, yeah, Rick, Rick always says that, like taking kids out of the world and into the kingdom. And by that, he means like out of it's taking people out of their routines, out of their <laughs> phones, um, out of taking them out of their, their social media, the, the thumb workout, as I call it, yes. <laughs> um, just endlessly scrolling, um, taking them out of those routines, those things that they've they have in their life, their day-to-day life, um, and putting them in a place that doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's putting them um, in an environment and then also with people um, who are on fire for Jesus and, and want to bring those people um, to know him more. 
So, yeah. What would you say, um, is, I know on average it might be hard to just say on average, but how do the campers respond? I mean, I'm sure you have some yeah. new campers and some old campers who are like, I can't wait <laughs> to go back. Yeah. What would you say is the overall reaction to young people coming to camp and really being taken out of the world and into the kingdom? Yeah, yeah. What are, what are some of your experiences or thoughts on how they respond yeah. to that? And yeah, it was, it was kind of mind-blowing to me whenever I came because I saw that. So, I mean, I came from a parish where I was seeing kids go through confirmation prep where it was just requirement and it was another subject in school sometimes mm-hmm. to them. That's mm-hmm. how they saw it. Um, and so, which it's not at all. But for, for me, I came to camp and I just saw this radical love these kids have for camp. Um, the coolest thing about the Pines, and this is what John told me when I first came, is the fact that people come year after year after year. Um, so, for example, we have we have people who, they were campers in the 90s uh, when, when Father Hank was there. Um, they worked on staff, and then now their kids are coming to camp. Um, and here in probably five years, their kids, their kids will be mm-hmm. on staff. So it's like this legacy of discipleship that is just mm-hmm. like within our gates that is um, – Something that is very beautiful, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that I've been praying and thinking a lot about lately. Um, in, in a time where we're not operating a lot right now, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that that I'm just so thankful for those people who have come and who absolutely love it. And the the thing is, like, we do marketing and all those things, yeah, but it's still 95% of the people come because someone said you have to send your kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the kids love it. it. It's a great gift. It's, it's a, um, a lot of fun, obviously. Uh, there's a, the blob, the zip line, things like that. But there's also a lot of faith. Um, we, we, everything is centered around Jesus uh, and the Eucharist and the presence that, that is on camp for us. Yeah. I would imagine that that's a pretty powerful experience for young people because I don't yeah. think, and this is even true for me growing up, and I don't know for you, Deanna, is there were not a whole there wasn't a whole lot of ex- opportunities I guess where I was taken out of the world mm. and and they were very seldom yeah. right they were very seldom like if we would go on a retreat and then you have kind of a powerful retreat experience and then you're just like what? Right. Mm-hmm. We had like mountaintop moments, I would yeah. call. We had the search yeah. um, program for juniors and seniors, and then Quest was for mm-hmm. freshmen and sophomore. And if you went on those retreats, it really was like a burning bush, Jesus in your face, mountaintop moment. Yeah. But then I think where things may have fallen off is that there was never really any follow up or you never like had connection yeah. to um unless you saw them um or in, sought out that connection with with folks that had been already um it was hard to maintain that momentum and i think back to the folks that i made like my search retreat with how many of us are still practicing catholics i don't know how high that yeah. number would actually be or even like going to catholic school but it sounds like there is there's something very unique about like the apostolate that is the pines catholic camp yeah. um yeah yeah you had talked about like the whole idea of like discipleship and that may be a new word to maybe to some of our listeners so can you talk a little bit about what that is and then what you do at the pines and even talk about your staff because i think yeah. that they are the treasure yeah. um i've only been there once and if we have time we can talk about that um but i went there as a mom there was yeah. a little family retreat yeah. uh, and the staff was amazing so can you talk to us a little bit about what is discipleship means um it's sort of the importance of, of that, 
how y'all do that at the camp or really anything that you think is beneficial yeah. to people who are listening. Yeah. So for, for us, it's one of our core values is um, missionary discipleship. So it's it's being both missionary and disciples. So it's it's being missionary in terms of like you are on mission, you are in a mission field. Um, like w- what we do and what y'all do, is it's missionary work. Like apostolates are missionary work. Um, it's just domestic. Um, and so you're, you're being both missionary, but in discipleship, it's 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 the the work of, of being a disciple yourself of, of Jesus and and forming your interior life and allowing the the overflowing of that life mm. um, to be um, drawing people closer to you. Um, Saint Saint Bernard of, of Clairvaux has talked about like the channels versus reservoirs. Um, discipleship is being a reservoir, uh, not not just a channel of God's grace and His love in you, but it's it's allowing that overflow. And so for our staff, yeah, we tell them um, that like this is how you minister. We train them. And how to have conversations and, and everything from from A to Z, um, but we we tell them the most important thing is what are you doing for your faith life, mm. um, because that that's the thing that that people want to see is the authenticity that that our staff has, um, and honestly it, it's nothing that we're yes we like have a part in it but it's them it's them making the decision and it's Jesus working in them um, it is is him molding and changing their hearts which then affect the campers. Um, so, yeah, our staff is, is, the, is the, the best part. It's in terms of um, a, our capital as a camp. Like the most, <laughs> like, the most valuable thing is not the, the, uh, the 130 acres that we've been blessed with or um, our programs. It's, it's the people. Yeah. Um, the people are the most valuable thing. Yeah. And I think um, it's, you know, we've, we've even talked about this, and I think even during COVID, we, mm-hmm. it has just brought this reality up even more, is that there's nothing that can replace the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that can replace that one-to-one encounter. Um, encounter. Uh, and so we've had to become creative with this whole COVID thing, yeah. um, and we won't really get into that much. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there, there is nothing that replaces that, which is why I think yeah. it's really important for um, – you know, maybe parents with children who've never explored the idea of camp. Are you guys holding anything? Uh, we, we are kind of, sort of. We have six events this fall. No, five. Five events this fall. Uh, we had uh, Stephen F. Austin came out for their awakening, their college nice. uh, campus awakening, which was awesome. Uh, we have two family camps and then two regular retreats just coming. Um, uh, from One's from Louisiana um, and the other one's out at St. Gregory here uh, is coming out. So, yeah. Wonderful, and so, and I know we're such an we're in such a weird time right now that it does make it kind of uh, challenging for parents to find these sort of opportunities. Um, but just I think understanding that programs don't replace people, yeah. and that who we surround our kids with, and the people who we are like, even us ourselves, investing in our children, um, and trying to find in as much as possible as this crazy time that we're living. You know, to make the sacrifices to get our mm-hmm. kids those sorts of experiences because they can be life-changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've had campers who's, I mean, maybe like well, you. They're like, staff now. That's the cool thing, <laughs> right? <That's laughs> they're awesome. our staff members. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it is beautiful. Um, but COVID definitely has, has it's, I mean, it's with uh, the homeschooling too. Like people who don't have school right now, it's, it's pushed parents to kind of have a lot of ownership of that and, mm-hmm. and really take a lot of autonomy when, they weren't trained to be teachers. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. Right. Um, all right. So talk to us a little bit about um, sort of the, I know you mentioned like part of what makes the Pines um, unique or powerful in its witness is just the Catholic identity. So can you talk to us a little bit about 
um, what y'all do in terms of that. Yeah, um, one of my favorite uh, questions that we ever get on a uh, on a phone call is, uh, so how how Catholic is the Pines? Um, parents will call <laughs> and and, and just like ask them like. Um, we're really Catholic. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I was like, we have the Eucharist on camp. I don't know what you mean. Um, but it's a Catholic identity. Is, it's the heart of, of who we are. We're a, a Catholic camp. Um, and so uh, we have the, the incredible blessing of being in here in the Diocese of Tyler mm. uh, with Bishop Strickland, uh, who comes to camp often. Uh, and it's a great gift to have him uh, have him there. But um, yeah, we're, we're 100% Catholic. And the, the greatest Thing that we have on camp, the greatest gift of, of camp is again the people, but even beyond that, it's the fact that we have um, the Eucharist reserved in the tabernacle mm-hmm. at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, weirdly, Jesus is in my backyard, quite literally, <laughs> um, which is crazy. That's awesome. and it's, a, it's a huge <laughs> gift. Uh, our chapel is my favorite place on earth. Um, it, it really is. So, we're, we, we live a, a, um, a, a Eucharistic lifestyle, meaning that the presence of, of him being on camp and, and with us mm. all the time, it extends past just those walls of the chapel. Um, but also our, our programming is also Eucharistic and, and um, an idea that in, in catechism, I think it's 1324, like the source of some of your Sounds faith, good. right? Like, <laughs> like it's, 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 it's the, the point of what you're moving towards. And so for us, we, we begin summer camp and a lot of our programs with, with mass. Um, the, the source and summit of our faith again. Uh, in the middle of the week, we, we have adoration and things like that. And uh, over the course of the week, campers have the opportunity to go to the chapel. And we also finish camp with Mass. Uh, there's a reason behind that is because it is, is where we, we come from and where we're going to. Um, it, it's, it's, it's everything. Um, and so for us, the, the Eucharistic presence and, and the programs is, is really the heart of that. Um, but also kind of the two other things with that is um, we have this ability to bring priests and religious to camp mm. all the time. Um, so the in the 20, summer 2019, we had, I think, three weeks of, of religious sisters coming to camp, and it was awesome. Uh, we had four this, this past summer lined up, um, but COVID uh, did not allow us to operate as much as we wanted to. Um, but priests come every single week, uh, multiple priests, especially from this diocese. Um, and then also the, the last thing is there's a great... Um, diversity of what Catholic means to our campers and to mm-hmm. our families. So we have people who come who are very traditional, love the Latin Mass, and that's beautiful and incredible. Um, we also have families who come who are more charismatic and everything in between on any spectrum of what you might define as Catholic. Um, and so Catholic means universal, and it, and it is that, and it really extends to that at camp. It's not a certain spirituality or a, a sect of a, of the Catholic um, world, um, but it's it's more than than that. It's just we're we're just 100% Catholic, whoever whatever your spirituality is. So yeah. yeah, and I love that, and I love that it all brings us back to that encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you guys are given a gift to be able to do that in a way. I think that um, it's just different you know, than yeah. faith formation at parishes or even what parents can do at home um, because it does provide something unique mm-hmm. uh, with outdoors and, and what they learn and, and really that taking away worldly things that they might be yeah. immersed in. Yeah, I bet with some of them are kind of like, wait, what do I, what do, I do? But I'm sure they don't have a lot of time to think about it too much. No, um, but the campers who do think about it um, – <laughs> That's a great cause for anxiety at camp is not mm. having your phone. Um, we've we've seen continually more anxiety in the world. Obviously, right. um, it's just been happening a lot. Um, but when phones are taken taken away, that's when anxiety happens at camp, um, which is 
interesting to, to kind of watch that happen. Yeah. So what do you, what do y'all do with that? Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of conversations before camp, but with parents of prepping that and things. Um, but also, I mean, well, when kids are at camp, we, 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 in the summer, we, we don't, do not allow their phones, uh, during the year round, it's a suggestion because school groups and parishes come. Mm. Um, so it's a suggestion, um, to, to have them not have their phones to allow them to be disconnected. Um, but um, yeah, it, it leads to a, a greater amount of anxiety. Um, there's been studies on, on that and how social media is actually causing anxiety, right. not, not taking and depression. Away. Yeah. yeah. All of that. I saw that all the time teaching high school kids. I'm yeah. like, why can't you guys not put your phone out? You're talking about how stressed out you are about everything that you're seeing on there. Just turn it off. But then mm-hmm. they're like, I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm watching a documentary on, on Netflix right now. I think it's called The Social Dilemma or something like that. Um, it's very interesting. It's former tech VPs and things like that talking about how it's not the best. Um, wow. It's very interesting. It's, 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 I'm like halfway through it, so I don't know what I think yet. But. Well, we may have to have you back on talking about <laughs> social media effect on kids right. and what can we do as far as faith and how that goes. Yeah. Um, all right, so what, tell me about some of, the, some of the programs that you have or like yeah. plans that you have. And then I also want to talk about um, specifically to parents because I know we're in a weird time right now. Hopefully we're not in this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, our kids will experience, will have an encounter with God that we may not be able to fully understand, whether mm-hmm. it's at camp or at a retreat or something that happens if you go to Catholic school or um, something that happens in faith formation class. Like, how can families um, foster that? Yeah. So there's a lot of questions there. We'll start off with. I think I, I, think I can. You, you got it? Um, we'll, awesome. We'll, we, can, we can figure it out. You can <laughs> crowd me back in if I get off topic. Sounds good. But, Sounds yeah. good. Um, but yeah, so we have summer camp. Uh, that's that's one of the things, the first thing we do. Uh, it's kind of how <clears> camp <throat> started, uh, one of the ways. Um, and then we have year-round retreats and, and, and groups that come out. Um, and then as of recently, uh, we've. COVID has, has allowed us to do it. It's not a need for us to do it, um, but we said we have the ability to let's let's try family camps um, and, and different family programs. And so we uh, we had our first one last weekend, and it was awesome. We learned a lot. There's a lot of small things we learned of like, okay, name tags for everyone. That'd be good. Um, we don't think about that with summer camp. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's different, but um, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. Uh, and so we we had that first one last weekend. We have one coming up not this weekend, but the next one. Um, and so um, yeah, we're definitely really excited for that and uh, for. The, the ability that parents have to to come experience camp. The, on our website, it says camp isn't just for kids anymore. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, That's we, awesome. want, we want parents to go zip lining and, and yeah. to uh, be in the chapel, like spend their mornings in the chapel. We told them like go, like go spend your morning there. It's great. Yeah. Um, so what is the goal of a family camp? Yeah. As so, opposed to yeah. like, just the individual. Yeah, so it's it's bringing the whole family out to come and, and pray and retreat together, um, and so it's it's time to relax and, and reconnect, and um, but most importantly to pray together. And mm. so, um, like this past weekend, for example, the last session, some families were talking about um, just kind of like what they're going to take away, and they might have said like, oh, creating a rule of life together, like within our house. Um, structuring what a rhythm of prayer looks like, um, or, or creating a vision together. Like, what, where do we want to be as a family um, in, in five years or whatever it may be? So, um, yeah, so it's a lot of time for them to just talk, um, which, again, we say no technology is a suggestion. Um, we have them take walks together, like just, just go do things that you can't do in your, in your house, like um, that, that you have the ability to. But camp is pretty much open. Whatever they want to do, That's they can awesome. do it. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I know before we, we actually started doing this podcast um, or this episode, you had talked about a research um, 
study that you had yeah. discovered. And I, I do think it's important to maybe talk about some of those statistics and why this whole idea of like, and I love that you guys have are like, hey, let's try this sort of family ministry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's imperative that parents get involved in the faith formation of their kids. But yeah. I do think a lot of times they don't know how. Um, we do know that parents are probably the, the not probably, they are one of the biggest influencers yeah. of um, children as they get older continuing to live the faith. Yeah. And so what are some other interesting things that you found on that? Yeah. So I, I saw this this research. Um, it came out September 10th. I uh, was when the, uh, Pew Research posted this. But they, uh, they kind of talk about how um, the the relationship between parents and, and kids and um, and all these four areas and it's it's attending services at least monthly and this isn't just Catholic but I think it extends to Catholic as well um, praying daily considering religion very important in their lives and believing in God with absolute certainty so it's interesting because the amount that attend services at least monthly it's Parents are 43%, and teens are actually more than parents, which is interesting. Um, so, interesting. But they're, they're almost the same. It's yeah. percent off. Um, the thing that becomes really interesting is that on praying daily, considering religion important, and believing in God, um, on every single one of those categories, there's at least a 20% gap um, wow. so between the parents and the kids. So parents are at, for praying daily, is 48% of parents pray daily and only 27 kids percent of kids. 43% of parents consider religion important, while 24% consider that. And then 63% believe in God with absolute certainty, while only 40% of American teens, 13 through mm. 17. So there's this there's this gap there, which yeah. is I, I saw that that study and I was it, it it's it's kind of made me question and ponder a lot in my heart of, of what is that what what is what's going on in our in our um, American society that's causing that and right. especially in the Catholic Church. Yeah, obviously a disconnect as in terms of faith between parents and. And their children. And I, I do, I mean, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I mm-hmm. do believe that parents are trying, but I think that we've come yeah. to a place in our culture where there's so much mud, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. And I think parents don't have a clear vision on how to instill the faith in their mm-hmm. kids. Because it's not just about presenting an idea of the faith to your children. It's about instilling. It's about forming them, mm-hmm. um, which requires work every day, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so you know, when you were talking about that study, I was reading this other book about renewing Catholic, um, renewing Catholic family life, and some of the statistics I thought were just mind-blowing. So it said um, in this one study, overall only 17% of Catholics fa- Catholic families pray regularly together. Mm. Um, only 8% of Catholic parents discuss faith topics daily as a family. And... And one of the things that, I mean, I try to talk to my kids about God all the time. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, Mom, can we just like go play outside? <laughs> um, and so, but I, I do think, I mean, what, what advice would you, would you give? And um, I know you've only had one sort of family retreat, but, uh, and you get to see kids who come from a wide range of like family life as someone who sort of sees it and in an environment where kids are really, um, disconnected from lots of things that are familiar mm-hmm. to them. I mean, what advice would you would you give to parents who are listening um, about forming disciples and trying to meet their kids where they are and and having sort of that family vision? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the first thing, and we talked about this, is like talk to them about it. So it's it's um, like after camp, we, we encourage parents, like ask your kid, kids what happened. Like not and, – and the hard thing is that when it's like, how was your week of camp? 
It's good. <laughs> Even though, like, the day before, That's I good. saw them screaming their head off. They're enjoying it. They're like, Jesus is awesome, or whatever it is. Like, um, But it, it, so it, the trouble there, too, is, like, the amount that the, the, the campers want to have that conversation mm-hmm. or children want to have that conversation. Um, but I think it's, it's making it normal in your house. That, mm-hmm. that, makes, it, that makes it that way of, of it doing it often to where it is, this is what we do. Like we talk about the faith in our house um, and, and that's important. Um, I, th- I think doing that, but also um, an important part is, is surrounding your, your family with, yes, like um, the parents are the, the primary catechists and um, that, is, that is true uh, through and through. Um, but also surround yourself with people who could also be good mentors and examples and witnesses to your to your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's also important. Um, that's why we have youth ministers who are, are great and um, and priests, holy holy priests, and, and things like that who can lead kids deeper in that way. Um, but I think an, an interesting reality that's that's kind of been created in the church is we've and, and not not by intention, but we've we've kind of said I think in, in the nineties and two thousands and like the history of, of youth ministry is we've said, okay, parents aren't doing their job. Okay, we're going to take kids because, like, they're, they're orphans spiritually. Like, um, it was an article I read years ago, but um, we've, we've kind of defined these kids as spiritual orphans, and we say as, as churches, like, okay, so we're going to run our, our catechesis and our evangelization mm-hmm. based off of that mindset of parents aren't doing their job, so let me take the kid out of, of that situation, um, make them and, and define them as that orphan, and then um, we're going to be the ones to form them. Um, it's disconnected from the Catholic worldview of families. Mm-hmm. Family views are the cornerstone. The, as John Paul II talked about how that is a place the gospel is proclaimed and heard first. Amen. Um, and if if that isn't the reality that the church and our ministry as apostolates, missions, whatever it is, aren't promoting, then there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that, that being Catholic means that we are pro-family, obviously, 100% through and through. And what that means is we want parents to be um, to have ownership and responsibility for the formation and, and evangelization of their kids. I think that's, a, that's an interesting reality, like thinking about like parents evangelize their kids. I don't know if I, like even I, like that's an interesting thing for me. Like I don't know if I think about that. Like I'm evangelizing my kids. Like yep. it's true. Yeah. You yeah. are. You're making tiny disciples. It's exactly. great. <laughs> well, we are. We have a four-year-old. So like she's tiny. It's great. Um, but yeah, you're making these tiny disciples. Yes. And that's, that's, your, that's your role. Yeah. yeah, and that we've received the grace to be able to do that, like yeah. within the sacrament of marriage. And I love what you said at the beginning about like you and your wife feeling called to to mission and mm-hmm. being able to discern that and knowing that like not every married couple is going to be in yeah. in that type of mission situation, but we're all called to be missionary disciples mm-hmm. and discern that. And I know um, sometimes that can be very overwhelming, but again, like the the great blessing of COVID has been domestic. I have never heard the words domestic church as much as I have in the last nine months, which is awesome. Um, But just highlighting like what that is and what that means. And Mickey, did you say that, is it 17% of Catholic families pray together? Yeah, that's what this one study. I mean, how different would the world look if all of our families were praying together regularly and not saying Mm -hmm. like we all have to, you know, like pray for an hour nonstop. Like I'm trying to imagine what that would look like with, (laughs) with my crazy children. Sometimes, Um, it's just, you know, it's a miracle just to get through like 10 minutes of, (laughs) of something. Um, but imagine what the world would look like and that's how the world is going to change is through the family because the family is the the center cell of, of society. Mm -hmm. So if we're all living this missionary discipleship, 
Um, and again, like I know that that can feel very overwhelming to parents sometimes, but having things like this, like a family camp or just that reassurance to parents that just plant the seeds, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just do what you can and that you are called to be disciples first. You can't give what you don't have. And I know we've talked about that a ton mm-hmm. um, uh, just over the past few months. But yeah, if we're if we're trying, like God will God will water that and <laughs> cause the growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I hope this doesn't sound like a like a pouring down of like judgment upon parents because I do think a lot of parents are trying. But I mean, mm-hmm. the statistics are stat. I mean, surprising to me. Um, some of the other things is, is like only 42% of weekly mass attending parents pray with their children. Mm. 68% of Catholic children are not enrolled in any type of Catholic education or formation. Mm. I thought that was huge. Um, of all parents, parent of all adults, parents are the least likely to attend mass weekly. That's surprising. And there's yeah. so many, I mean, there's so many things that you could go into with that. Like, you know, our, our, are our churches family friendly? Are we creating environments mm. yeah. for yeah. discipleship to happen yeah. among yeah. families? But to see something like what's happening at the Pines where you're like, okay, let's invite the family in instead of trying to keep it all separate. Yeah. And I just think that's yeah. genius. And for, for me, I mean, me personally, like I, I hear these statistics and I don't think like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing good then. Like, Cause like I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, what I hear these statistics and I'm like, I need to be doing better. Yes. Like I need to be doing better because like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not perfect. Like I mm. fail as a father and a husband. Like um, I hear the statistics, statistics and I, I feel to myself like, you know, I want to be doing better. Like yeah. I, I want to do more like, man, like, yeah, we don't, we don't pray in this way or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like um, I don't think they're, they're a, a cause for um, like a, a demoralization of like right. people. But it, it really should be, yeah, discouragement. That's a better word. Um, <laughs> but like, but it, it's a really a, a call to, to battle to, to mm-hmm. say, like, I'm going to fight for my family. Yes. Like, this is what that. we need. Um, yes. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, um, a good thing to hear that yeah. and to want to change for the mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. I love that image, a call to battle. I may have to get a sign made and put it, it up, yeah. <laughs> put it up in my house because it is. And I think too, like when you know that you're going off, to war or to battle, there's all kinds of things necessary to make mm-hmm. you successful, like the comrades on the field, equipment yeah. that you need. Yeah. Um, and so knowing that, I think in the church, there are so many things that provide and prepare us for that battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and summer camps and retreats are just one of them. Um, obviously the sacraments, you know, prayer. Um, but I, lo- I love that whole idea. So I'm going to make a battle cry with my family. Maybe that's what we'll do. (laughs) The SIBO battle cry. That's right. I love it. Um, Okay, well, I know we're we're sort of falling a little bit. um, We went a little bit over, which is great, though, because I've loved the conversation. But is there anything else that you would like to share with young people, with families? um, Anything else about camp? Where can people find more information about The Pines? Yeah, they can head to uh, thepines.org. Um, and there's a, a lot of things on our website that I'll, I'll tell them uh, whatever they want to know. Nice. Um, but yeah, summer camp, retreats, uh, family programs, whatever it may, may be. Um, we're in the middle of staff hiring already here. Okay. Uh, so we've been doing that for like two weeks now. Um, yes. So we start that process well before anything else happens. But um, no, yeah, it's, it's uh, no, that's thepines.org. That's, that's the best place to go. Nice. Wonderful. And the staff that you guys have. So we'll pray for that because I yeah. I had a great experience there. We did um, a special needs 
family mm-hmm. retreat, which yes. was really powerful. I mean, that could be a whole nother episode, <laughs> but your staff really was amazing. And you can tell, um, you said that, that you really create this sort of environment of hospitality and mm-hmm. you feel it right away mm-hmm. when God. you, when you enter. And so it is one of those things that's hard to put into words. And so many times in scripture, um, people would ask Jesus a question and he would say, come and see. Mm-hmm. And I think with the yeah. pines is also one of those things like come and see and come check it out because there's so many things you can't really describe um, in words. It's hard. So, yeah. yeah. But we'll pray as you guys continue that because your staff has been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we hire, we hire like 140 (laughs) for the summer. So that's a lot of, a lot of staff. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and we're going to have to have you back. Yes. Um, good chat. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you to our audience for um, just staying engaged and letting us know what you want to hear. So please continue to send us emails to podcast at stphilipinstitute.org. I got that right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, let us know what what would feed your family life. What are the things that um, would help you? Because we've been talking a lot about domestic church Mm -hmm. and how to fight the battle (laughs) in a world that is very chaotic and loud. Uh, right now, but just that call to faithfulness. Um, and we encourage you to go to the St. Philip Institute website, stphilipinstitute.org, because um, that is an intentional uh, ministry that that we want to continue to to develop, not only in, in like the family life department, but just in everything that we do. Um, we're catechesis and evangelization, and the heart of that is the family. So, Amen. Awesome. All right. Well, um, would you be okay ending us in prayer? (laughs) I always call on Deanna. The deacon's kid. (laughs) Right? I mean, the Holy Spirit just flows through her. Oh, through you too. All of you. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of this conversation and just the reminder that you are calling us um, to be one with you and to be lights in the darkness. We ask that you bless our families, that you give us the courage and the strength um, to do your will in all things and um, to follow you day by day. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, all